the Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. And welcome to the show. Good to have you right here. It is Ambitious Radio, hosted by our friend Doug Parker, talking about entrepreneurship and leadership while interviewing interesting people and what makes them ambitious. Now, you know, the show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. You know, most of the time, small business owners need to personally guarantee any loans that their companies take out. That can be kind of tough to do if you have credit issues. So if you have less than perfect credit, go to repairmycreditnow.com for a free credit report evaluation. Repairmycreditnow.com. Doug, what do we have going on today? I'm very excited about the guest that we have on today. This young lady has a passion for other young ladies, and she's going to get into all the depths of what exactly she does, but um, Cookie Via Fuente has uh, created Senorita after volunteering in various social organizations. Um, in addition to the social and entrepreneurship that she's done, she's also the creator of a company in Peru that offers decadent and delicious cupcakes, as well as she is a kickboxing instructor. Welcome to the show, Cookie. How are you? Well, Doc, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be in your show and share this time with you. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show. You know, we have different individuals, and a lot of times uh, we'll have authors or, you know, business people, and, and there's lots of great things that they share. But when, you know, Robin Valtuto from the station had mentioned kind of your story, it was very intriguing. It, it's, it's a little bit different than some of our interviews. However, it is very ambitious, the things that you're doing. And we're going to get into a lot of those things here in the next segment. But right now, tell us a little bit about what I left out in the intro. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from. And and, and kind of growing up. Yeah, of course. I would love to share that. Well, uh, my name is Estefania, but everybody calls me Cookie since I was uh, a little girl. Uh, I'm from from Peru, uh, from a city called Arequipa. It's in the south part of Peru. So I was born and raised there. And when I was 14 years old, my family moved to the States, to the United States. So after that, I went to high school, college, university, and here in the Dallas area. And uh, after, uh, once I finished university, I always wanted to go back to my country, not just to visit, but actually to live. So after living for almost 12 years, I decided to, to go back and, and have the experience in living in my country as an adult. Very good. Now, where did you go to school here in Texas? I went to Frisco. I went to Centennial uh, High School, and then I went to Collin County, and I graduated from UTD with a finance degree. Cool. Well, congratulations. That's kind of, uh, you know, living the American dream as an immigrant, it sounds like. <laughs> Got to come over here and, uh, you know, all those kinds of things, get educated. And that's that's really, really great. Now, uh, obviously, you're using your business degree to do all kinds of, of different things. Um, and, you know, we talked about the, the making uh, decadent cupcakes and, and that's, yes. that's, that's very exciting. Um, and so let, let's talk about, you know, from a point of obstacles. Now, I don't know, you know, what all in life that has been dealt to you, but pretty much everybody has things that they have to overcome and persevere through unless they're just born with a silver spoon in their mouth. But, um, with that being said, 
Talk about, you know, maybe the transition of, of moving here from Peru and, and you know, Frisco, Texas, which there's, you know, obviously uh, probably how many ever years ago that was, uh, there probably wasn't a, a lot of uh, folks from Peru hanging out in Frisco. So what was that transition like for you? Well, definitely it was a big challenge, not just for me, for my entire family. It was a new culture. Uh, none of us speak English. Um, it was definitely um, a time of my life where... I can. I was able to get to know myself more, and um, and it, it was a it was a good experience, but it was very challenging. Uh, and the reason for that is because uh, I left my entire family. I left my entire life. So I started here from 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 zero. It was just like, why do I need to live here? You know, I couldn't really understand. I miss my family, my friends, my school. And all of a sudden, I am in a place where I don't know nobody, and I couldn't even talk to nobody because in Frisco there was not many people that speak Spanish, besides my ESL teacher. Gotcha, gotcha. And ESL is English as a, sec- a second language, and and right. so um, with with that being said, now what what was the reasoning behind your parents moving here to uh, to Texas? Well, it was definitely a time where in Peru the th- economically uh, the situation was really hard, and my mom and my dad uh, lost their job. And um, they have to find new opportunities. And my mom's sister actually lived here in the States. So my mom came to visit her and she was be able to find um, some opportunities to work. So actually my parents moved here for a year. And for a year we were living with my grandparents. After a year that they were living here, they were, be, um, they were stable. And it was the time where they decided to bring us here. Gotcha. Now, let me ask you this, if you don't mind me asking. Of course. Um, you know, so, you know, you said Peru was, was economically was not good. And you're talking about came here for, for new opportunities. But do you remember what types of jobs your parents came here for? Yeah, my mom used to work for, uh, actually, yeah, I remember she saying that uh, she didn't enjoy much because it was an overnight job. She used to work uh, cleaning um, chickens for to sell in the supermarkets. And my dad came in and uh, he started cleaning houses. So, and the reason why I, I, I wanted to, to talk about that, I, I, I thought it might be something, you know, something along those lines. And, you know, sometimes people come for opportunities, you know, to be a CEO of a company or whatever, you know, they've got that type of opportunities. Um, you and your parents, they came to America, you know, for what seemed, the, the, the opportunity to them was to clean chickens and and clean homes and you know being born in america i know that sometimes i know myself i'm not saying anybody else in america but i'm saying me for sure i take for granted that i get up and you know i don't have to worry about chaos around me i don't have to worry about people you know with ak-47s running around doing crazy stuff or just terrible economic times but you know if if about probably 90 percent of the americans right now if you went to them and said hey i got a great opportunity for you i need you to work overnight you know uh cleaning chickens so that they can go into the supermarket Uh, are you interested They'd be, they look at you like you're crazy. You know, we just take for granted what we have here so often. And I love the story of immigrants uh, because they, they you know, so often they come here and they're so much more likely to become successful or millionaires than the average person because they see things like being able to clean chickens as a as a true opportunity. Correct. And, uh, yeah, and actually back then it, it was very challenging because I used to see my mom at home all the time back in Peru. You know, she helping me with the homework. She taking me to volleyball practice. And all of a sudden, I'm in a place where it was me and my sisters by ourselves at home all day. Uh, 
my mom didn't speak English, we didn't speak English, and every time we would go out, it would be like, okay, who do we talk to? Or, And we didn't see my mom or my dad anymore because they will be working 24-7 just to be able to support us. Mm. So mm. it was, um, uh, back then it was, it was very challenging, but now you see us with a different eyes, you know. It's, it definitely was a situation that helped us to, to stay together and really know, like, just by staying together is the only way we we're going to go through that. Sure, absolutely. And, you, and you know, you hear a lot of times, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger or right. some of those kinds of things. But but the reality is, it's always the challenge. You know, you want to provide for the next generation to give them more opportunities. But, you know, when you look back at your life, if you hadn't had those challenges, that's what's given you the skill set to deal with the things you deal with now. So it's very a delicate balance of how to do for them and give them more opportunities without... Um, making them, you know, just so soft that they can't, you know, deal with whatever comes their way. So now when it comes to, you know, ways to to get better at things and to grow, are there any specific things that you do um, to, to help you expand your knowledge and those kinds of things? Well, to be honest, I, you never need to stop learning. Like learning, you're never going to go to the top. So definitely what helps me is, is reading books. I really enjoy self-development, uh, self-personal uh, development books. Um, I surround myself with people that kind of have the same mentality about making a difference, how I can help my neighbor, things like that. I always try to hang out with people with that mentality. Uh, definitely when I work, uh, the kickboxing studio, everybody's there too because they want to they wanna have a healthy lifestyle, you know, so that's very contagious. That's one of the things that I love about my job. So definitely the atmosphere, people that I hang out with, things that I read, movies that I watch, Definitely all of that helps me to, you know, to continue moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have a, a favorite book that uh, that's a uh, like a self-development type book? I really like uh, John Maxwell. The, the book is Today Matters because sometimes we focus so much about the future. When I have this, I will do this. When I have time, I will do this. And we focus so much about what's coming and not really what well, well, what's happening at this moment right now what can you do at this second you know so it really gave me a perspective not to wait for something to happen for you to be able to do something like do it now with the tools that you have at this moment do it now that is great advice from our guest cookie i'll tell you what i really really have enjoyed you know kind of getting to know you just a little bit and uh, guys if you like what you're hearing and you would like to uh, get more information you can always go to facebook like us or follow us on twitter ambitious radio tune in after a brief word from our sponsors when we're going to be hearing more from cookie and her career pursuits, what she's really doing in the kickboxing world and making cupcakes also with her nonprofit senorita right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Hey, Ambitious listeners, you hear us interviewing entrepreneurs all the time, and there's a common theme. They want to be more productive and improve their communication. As an ambitious entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. The Ambitious Radio Network recently partnered with Grasshopper to offer our listeners a special discount. Log on to ambitiousradio.com and click on the Grasshopper banner in the bottom right-hand corner. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forwards callers to your mobile phone or others in your organization. Get a toll-free 
toll-free number or local number for your business with multiple extensions. Set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world. Get your voicemails emailed to you as an audio attachment or transcribe an email. Keep business calls separate from your personal calls. Plans start at $12 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember to click on the Grasshopper banner at AmbitiousRadio.com for a special discount for our listeners. Join the over 150,000 small business owners that have stayed connected with Grasshopper. See how Grasshopper works. It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn the world into your office. As we get back into the show, let's give a shout out to our great sponsors, all3reports.com. That's all, the number three reports with an S.com. You know, many people check their credit every three to five years when they're financing a home or maybe when they're purchasing a new vehicle. But if there is an issue, it could be too late to do anything about it. So go to all3reports.com to find out more. Speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said, lease what depreciates, buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing. They offer a better way to lease your next car. America's largest independent leasing company is Autoflex Leasing. Doug? All right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and today we've got Cookie. She's a kickboxer extraordinaire. She makes cupcakes, and she takes care of little girls in Peru. So guess what? You better be nice to this lady because she'll (laughs) kickbox you around or make a cupcake for you. It just depends on how you treat her. But anyway, how are you, ma'am? I'm doing pretty good. I'm having a great time with you, Doc. Thank you so much for uh, this opportunity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I was thrilled whenever I, I got a chance to uh, to kind of read a little bit about what you're doing, and um, you know, I guess it's a kind of a perfect segue into talking about that. So it, it's a very interesting combination of uh, making decadent cupcakes. Um, you know, helping young girls in, in, in Peru and doing the, the Senorita uh, project that you're doing there, and then also the kickboxing. So can you kind of, first let's start out with what you're doing professionally and how you're generating the, the majority of your revenue, and then we'll get into Senorita right after that. Well, right now I am uh, a manager in a kickboxing studio. Uh, I've been working there for almost a year and a half. Um, I started as a member, actually, and since my day number one, I was like, oh my goodness, this is actually something that I can see that as a, as a, my profession. This is so much fun and you're helping people and great way to spend your time. So after five months of being a member, I decided to actually sell my cupcake business and start something new as a kickboxing instructor. Things went well and now I get to manage the studio. Cool. So that's that's really exciting. Now, uh, long term, are you thinking that you want to continue to do that? Do you want to maybe open up your own studio? You, have you had any thoughts on that? You know, that's a really good question. I love my job. Like I can be there for 10 hours and I'm not tired. I'm not just ready to go home. However, my passion is really more when it comes to my project, Senorita. I like my dream job and what I really what's going to happen is that that will become my full time job one day coming to it you know what so i love that because here's what she just did guys and you may have seen it or you may not have she said she here's what i'm going to do she already just programmed her brain to very soon i'm going to be doing this full time it's my dream job and it's what i'm going to do not someday in the future maybe one day i'll possibly be able to do this it's like hey she's already i'm sure she's got it written down somewhere she verbalized it Always be careful what you think because what you think will become what you say and what you say is what you will do. And when that's good stuff, that's fantastic like Project Senorita. Now, make sure you're not negative talking either because sometimes you can think negative and the whole, you know, you go down the same path. It just ends up at a different destination. But tell us about Senorita. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that, how you 
um, were first exposed to the idea, and and then um, you know really well, let's first what what exactly is Senorita? Let's talk about that first. All right, so let's go ahead and start with how my passion started. Okay, so I was uh, living in Peru for almost uh, after I graduated from university, I went back to Peru, and when I opened my cupcake shop, I was uh, working there full time, and then I had the opportunity to do several social um, social work. And one of them was in one specific um, orphanage. And day number one, I was just so in love with all the kids there. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, and I'm, I don't really enjoy spending time with little kids. But that day, I was like, my completely feeling of perspective changed. I saw those kids running around just with the biggest smile in their face. They were so happy and they were so welcoming to strangers, people that I never see in their life. And they all they want is just hugs, carry, play, and all of that. And after that day, I was like, this is not going to be my last time coming here. So I started going there often. So I actually became really good friends with the man that um, takes care of the, of the children. His name is Jose. And I we became good friends. And I asked him, like, what, how is the best way for for me to help you, you know, with so many kids around? And the best way, he was like, you know what, Cookie, you're pretty young. The kids can actually relate to you as a friend. I need somebody who can take them to the park to celebrate their birthdays. I'm so focused on about school, taking them to school and make things in order. But they spend the entire day in this in this house. So I decided to make a program where like once or twice a month, I will take them uh, swimming to the park, to the movies, some type of activity. So I, I create a really nice relationship with all the kids in the house. After, uh, after three years, it was time for me to come back to the States because I really miss my family. And I just didn't want to stay there. I knew that I had to do something else. So that's where Senorita came to my mind, how I can help uh, without being there physically. And he was like, well, most of our... Um, girls that are turning 18 they're facing a, a, a problem and what was the problem like once they reach the legal age they have to leave the orphanage and they are left to fit for themselves and what's happening is that most of them either end up pregnant and without a job and they go back to the orphanage and the circle continues again so in my mind I was like okay how can I how can I do something that will stop this for happening again. So I, I always thought of education is the key to so many, to solve so many problems. So I decided to create Senorita, which is a nonprofit organization that empowers young orphan girls by providing them a higher education. So what we do, we give them a full scholarship that covers tuition, transportation, clothing, and books. That way they can. Uh, they can study a specific skill, that way they can get a better job, and they also get emotional um, mentoring throughout the entire program. That way, each one of them has their own mentor, and the mentor just makes sure like they're doing okay, grades are good, attendance, and all of that. And so far, we've been having really good results. They are about to finish their first year. So I'm very excited because they all got really good grades. All the girls are very excited, and they, the project seems to be working very well. Well, con congratulations on 
you know, just doing something that's the right thing. It's, it's so easy in this world just to kind of turn the other, you know, not turn the other cheek, but just turn the other way and not, you know, look at, at a problem that's there, but you saw something, you got passionate about it and, you know, you're making a difference. And, you know, it's interesting. I had heard this somewhere in the last couple of years that, you know, when it comes to orphans, when they reach the, the age of, of 18, um, that, and I, didn't, I it just never had crossed my mind, but the same thing you were talking about these young ladies in Peru, it, it even happens here in the States. And, you know, we're in Collin County. So, you know, Cookie mentioned Frisco. I'm in, in McKinney, Texas, uh, but that's just north of Dallas for those that are listening, you know, wherever in the world uh, you might be listening from. But it's one of the richest counties uh, in, in, in America. I mean, it's, it's very uh, uh, well to do, but there are still pockets in this county that are very poor. And these kids that, you know, they, they turn 18 years old, you know, I think here in Texas, I think they get through their senior year of high school, but still, whenever they reach, you know, their senior high school, they are literally like put out on the street. I mean, and it's, it's, it's crazy. They're technically adults, but we all know 18 year old kids and I've got, or or young adults, I should say, I've got a 19 and a 21 year old. And if I thought that even at 21, they had to get thrown out on the street and they just had to fend for themselves my goodness, um, it would be a, an absolute reality check for them. But that happens to a lot of these kids. And what you're saying is is that some of the young ladies were winding up pregnant and then bringing their kid back to the same orphanage that they were raised in, essentially. And um, what a great job you're doing there. I, that really is good, good, good work. So I'm I'm, I'm just proud to know you um, as, as little as I do know you, but I'm proud to know you and, and what you're doing. Now, let's talk about this. If, if you could go back in life at any point in your past and tell yourself one thing, um, what would that be? And it kind of at what point in your life, uh, what were you doing then? Well, wow, that's a really good question. Uh, definitely, I will go back to my early 20s. When I was in my early 20s, I was really um, just thinking about myself, how I can get a better education, how I can get a better job, how I can, like everything was self-centered, you know, and and I, I just, and I do like really think about others, not just about myself, because if the other person is doing well, I'm definitely going to be doing well as well. You know, that's, that's good stuff. And a lot of times we think about, you know, it's, it's a natural thing. I mean, uh, I was at, at church the other day at some point and, and uh, somebody was talking about, you know, we were born uh, selfish. And if you don't believe it, just look at any kid that is, they can't even hardly talk. But you put two little kids, two little babies in a room together, and and they're maybe a year and a half or two years old, and there's a toy there, and one of them grabs and says, mine. You know, we've all seen little kids do that, and it's mm-hmm. it's a natural instinct that we have, and it's tough to overcome those things, but, but, but the reality is, is it sounds like there was an emotional situation where these little kids, all they wanted was your attention and your hugs. They didn't want your money. They didn't want nothing else, just your attention. And right. that, that made such an, an impact on you that, that you've you know, taken and done so, so much more with it. And, and um, what, you know, great, great stuff for our ambitious listeners. And, and here in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, kind of how you make decisions to, to do things like that. How do you, uh, you know, carve out the time to do it and, and all those types of things. And so, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about how people can get engaged with you as well. Uh, guys, again, if you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe by texting the word ambitious to 69922. That's the word ambitious, A-M-B-I-T-I-O-U-S to 69922. 
standard messaging rates apply. See the website for more details. Next, we're going to be talking more to Cookie about the ambitious things that she's doing right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God or what they say? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers, and if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. This is Kelly Shackelford, president of First Liberty. We're the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. We've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to the local schools. If you want hope for religious freedom, go to firstliberty.org and get your free In God We Trust window clean. That's firstliberty.org. in here on the show. It's Ambitious Radio Network. Hey, are you thinking of expanding your business but don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a new phone system? Consider grasshopper.com. You get to keep your existing number, you have multiple extensions, voicemails transcribed, and no new hardware. Grasshopper.com is the entrepreneur's phone system. Let's get back to the show with Doug Parker. All right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and today we're talking to Cookie about her special project, Senorita. It's a nonprofit. It is absolutely what she's all about. And, and she, she mentioned she's doing some kickboxing and doing things along those lines, but that absolutely her long-term and even short-term if possible, pro, uh, you know, uh, what she wants to do is this project full-time helping orphaned young ladies as they mature out of the, the system to, to be able to continue to be educated and, uh, you know, to make sure that they don't create that same cycle that that over and over again of having to take their children back to an orphanage because they've gotten pregnant and they're un, they're not educated in those types of things and the first year is just wrapping up so I am so excited about hearing a little bit more about that decision making process and how is it that you make those decisions and stay focused because it said you said you know you're working 10 hours a day sometimes at the kickboxing uh, place managing that doing the things there but how is it that you uh, carve out time to focus on Senorita as well. Well, Doug, I definitely something that helps me is to keep a calendar. Things that I every Sunday night, I'm like already planning my week. You know, like things that I have to take care of. I know my work hours, even time for training, and then time from Senorita. So what I do most, I usually work every evening. So on my mornings, it's time for me to work for for the nonprofit. So I usually give around between two or three hours a day to the project. Gotcha. And, um, you know, so it sounds to me like if you're working in the evenings, if you're working, you know, eight, 10 hours at the kickboxing, you're doing two or three or four hours. It sounds like you got a pretty full day. I mean, you're, you're carving out, you know, something like 12, 13, 14 hours a day of some legitimate work, right? Yes. But to me, it's not, it's not a, it's not a job. I, I enjoy it so much that I don't see myself doing something else. Of course, I, I also take care of time with family, friends, like I I try to keep everything balanced. You know, but, that's, oh, go ahead, go ahead. But when you enjoy what you do, it's, it's not a job, it's just your hobby that 
it's your hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and, I, and I know the feeling and, and, you know, the one thing that, that I would encourage you about, especially as you kind of start looking at ways to, to fund it and all these other things, um, stay, stay, stay focused on what you enjoy doing and the kids, because sometimes, you know, those great things, it becomes a checklist and it's one more thing that you have to do. Perfect. To, to get it done. And, and I'm looking at uh, an aquarium that I've got in my office right now that is, it's a saltwater aquarium. I've got fish from all over the world. And it, that is one of my hobbies, one of my favorite things in the world, just to kind of chill out and, and look at and watch. But if I'm not careful, if I get myself too busy on other things, the maintenance and some of the things that I used to enjoy to do about, you know, really looking at the fish and cleaning and doing things uh-huh. becomes burdensome to me. And that's when I really know I'm probably doing too much right now. I'm doing too many other things because things that I used to enjoy doing, they seem like they're not fun because I have to get it done, you know. So just always keep that in mind because it's it's uh, it's a powerful thing that you're doing. I mean, I can't wait to hear. I'm going to have you back on the show here and <laughs> whenever, you know, whenever you're able to do it full time in five or ten years from now, whenever you yeah, are awesome. graduating a bunch of girls and you've got these success <laughs> stories, maybe even have one of them on the show. Um, you know, I can't wait to, you know, to hear, um, you know, about just all the successes that you're having. So but let's talk about that. You said that the that the first uh, the first year of girls, are they getting ready to graduate uh, or not graduate, but go through their first year of college or have they already completed it? Well, they, um, in Peru, the year is different. They actually start in March. So they just start their career in March. So they finished their first semester, and now they're about to complete their second semester. Gotcha. Now, that's Peru, I guess, is in the southern hemisphere, right? So um, so your winter, and is, it, is that the winter and summer are in the opposite as they are yes, here? everything is the opposite, correct. When you're talking about doing this nonprofit, I'm, I'm assuming this is the first one you've done, right? Yeah, this is my first my first nonprofit, correct? Okay, so when you were going through that process, can you tell us about you know the the putting it together, the setting it up, what that process was like for you? Was it was it pretty straightforward or was it a little bit overwhelming? How was that? Oh no, like I have no idea what I was gonna do. I to be honest, not even like a clue. <laughs> you know, Google gives you information, but sometimes it's not the right information. So to be honest, what really helped me is uh, when I opened the cupcake shop, it was exactly the same thing. I didn't even know how to bake one cupcake. And if you would have tried my first cupcake, you would have told me, go do something else, okay? (laughs) But because I insist and I work hard, I realized that that was one of the, the keys to the success of the cupcake shop. Like, I will be, like you say, focused of where I wanna go, and it was like everyday hard work. So, and actually after two years and a half, the cupcake shop had a great success. And I'm like, if I did it once, I can definitely do it twice. So I was not afraid to start something that I have no clue. And I knew like, you know, in a way I was going to figure out things. Yeah, I will make mistakes and I will learn from the mistakes. And what's great, like God will always put people on your way that will help you. Mm. And... That's why it's, it's it's been great. It's been a great um, uh, a great a, a great way. Yeah, there's there's no question about it. And and for folks out there that uh, are, are just trying to make something happen, and, and you know, uh-huh. when it comes to like entrepreneurism and stuff like that, there's a lot of people that want to be an entrepreneur. Or they want to be their own boss. 
and you know, and and they just don't like their boss, so they want to quit and do something on their own. You gotta be careful about that kind of stuff, guys, because frankly, if your drive and the the reason why you really want to do it is not strong enough, um, you you'll give up because it's not easy and and it can be overwhelming and. You know, you talk about, you know, you wanted to make cook, uh, cupcakes. I thought that was kind of funny. You, know, you said I probably, I probably wouldn't want, like the first cupcakes you made. But yet, that's what you wanted to do. And you just kept consistent and persistent and found a way to get to the point where you could explain them as decadent cupcakes. Very great taste in cupcakes. And and then you started the nonprofit. And, but your passion is so, uh, so significant that you're willing to work 12, 13, 14, 15-hour days and make sacrifices to get to the point where you can help these kids and, and make a difference in their life. And that's that's very, very, very powerful. Now, I know you said that you really weren't, you know, fearful of doing that, but did you have any fears throughout the process? Was there ever a situation that you were like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do now? Um, I That feeling have crossed my mind many times, but I didn't let it stay in my head for for no more than one day. I was like, okay. If this is not working, what can you do? Like I was always trying to find a solution. Definitely when it comes to money, right? Because I mean, I don't make a lot. I'm a kickboxing instructor. It's not like I make a lot of money to 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 do that. No. So just really uh, look at my budget. See where where do I need to cut off? The good thing is like I don't have a family. I don't have kids, so that's a plus. Like if I make a mistake, I'll be the one that will uh, pay in the mistake, not anybody else. So that way, I'm not afraid that I will be hurting somebody else. Sure, sure. So money was always my much. Money was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have enough. What do I do? What do I do? But uh, just spread the word. Spread the word about what you're doing. So, Cookie, let me ask you a quick question. So, I know that you mentioned as a kickboxer that you weren't making, uh, or a trainer, you weren't making just a ton of money there. So, how is it that you generate the the majority of the the revenue to fund Senorita and the scholarships for the, the young girls? All right. So, the way the nonprofit works, uh, we do accept donations, and uh, we do have an online store where we sell sterling, sterling silver jewelry. From Peru, and um, those are the two the two ways that um, I get to fund the, the the scholarship for the girls. Very good, very good. Okay, well that makes a lot of sense, and we got to wrap up on this segment real quick. And uh, it's ambitious times. There's no question about it. And after we hear a brief word from our sponsors, we'll be discussing more with Cookie what she does to recharge her ambitious body, mind, and spirit. Right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Here's another RepairMyCreditNow.com story. Home ownership. It's the American dream. It's a goal you've always hoped to achieve. You've spent countless weekends looking for the perfect house on the ideal block. The rates are low and you've saved enough for the down payment. Unfortunately, now the mortgage company says there's a little hitch. Okay, let's be honest. It's a gigantic, gargantuan hitch. It's your credit. And it looks like your estimated house payment will be (laughs) a lot more www.repairmycreditnow.com Hello, this is Doug Parker with repairmycreditnow.com. Do you have less than perfect credit, a repo, maybe some late payments, a collection account? Are they being reported accurately? Studies show that over 70% of Americans have inaccuracies on their credit reports. Where do you fit in? Go to repairmycreditnow.com for your free credit report evaluation. And remember, your credit is your future. If you want to get started now, log on now. Repairmycreditnow.com 
RepairMyCreditNow.com. www.RepairMyCreditNow.com. And we're back in here on the show. It's Ambitious Radio Network, recharging the ambitious mind, body, and spirit, made possible by RepairMyCreditNow.com. You know, having bad credit can be really draining. It's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay. Let RepairMyCreditNow.com help get you back on track. You know, many of our ambitious listeners prefer to listen to books as opposed to reading them. Now, with that, we've teamed up with Audible.com to offer you one free audiobook. Just go to AmbitiousRadio.com, click on the Audible banner on the page to find out more. Back to the show now with Doug Parker. All right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and today we're talking to Cookie, and we're going to hear a little bit about um, how she recharges her ambitious body, mind, and spirit because she's working all the time. She says that it's not really work because she enjoys it so much, but you know, just the raw volume of activities can take a drain on you. And uh, tell us a little bit about... Um, you know, kind of what you do to recharge. All right. Well, definitely one of them is kickboxing. Kickboxing is my therapy. Punching the back is one of the best feelings in the world to get all the stress out of your system. Uh, definitely, I also enjoy just, you know, a very relaxed moment just by reading a really good book. And the third one is just having a Sunday evening with family and just laughing and talking. Those three things for me is like how I recharge and how I'm just ready to start my week. You know, a little bit earlier in the show, you talked about, you know, that you were very careful about the the things that you kind of let get into your mind, like, you know, who are you around, the books that you read, um, movies that you watch. Do you have any favorite uh, movies that you watch or documentaries or anything to that effect? Um, That's a really good question. I do like a lot of um, uh, biographies. You know, from people that, uh, um, to be honest, just make a difference. Um, I really enjoy, like, reading books um, from Andy Stanley, that he's a Christian uh, pastor. Also, John Maxwell, he's one of my, I think he's number, my top number one. Uh, right now, I'm actually reading a book. A really good friend of mine gave it to me. It's called The Book of Joy. You know, sometimes we're looking for happiness, but actually what we need to be looking is for joy, no matter the circumstance, by Douglas Abrams. So just things like that really gives you a different perspective because I'm 29. Actually, yeah, 29. I'm 29, so it's not I have a lot of experience, so it's always good to know other people's experience. Sure. You know, I love Andy Stanley at our church. Um, our our pastor really really looks up to him, and there's a lot of the finger uh, fingerprints of Andy Stanley that's on our church. And so um, he's got a book called Deep and Wide that we were is like a required read for everyone in the the leadership team, and it just talks about all these really cool things. But I listen to Andy Stanley's podcast that he does monthly, and he actually um, he, he's a he's a significant uh, just leader, super good guy. But I had a chance to go to his church out in. Um, it's not in Atlanta, but it's just north. I believe it's north of Atlanta, Georgia, and mm-hmm. and check it out. So if you, I don't know if you've ever been there before, but it is a really really cool thing to see see those guys uh, in action at their church. Well, that's definitely on my to do list. Absolutely, <laughs> highly highly recommend that. So, um, so you know, you talked about Sunday nights with family. So is is Sunday evenings? Is that something that you try to carve out uh, like a once a week kind of a family dinner? 
Well, yeah, you know, in the Latin culture, Sunday is like family day, no matter what. So for us, it's, uh, it's, it's coming from, from years since I was born. I knew like Sunday is family day. So we usually uh, spend lunch together or we either have you know, a movie night in someone's house, like either my sister's, my mom's, or my dad's house. So we pick a place and we all get together. Cool. That's fantastic. Now, um, is there any specific places that you like to maybe uh, to go travel to or vacation and just kind of just like unplug? I love the ocean. So I was born and raised close by the ocean. And uh, to me, the the beach is just amazing you know just to to be able to listen to nature the waves uh, anytime there is an opportunity that's where we go and the good thing is like everybody in my family thinks the same way so it's very easy to pick a place gotcha gotcha now let me ask you this are there obviously because that's in south america peru is that like it's far south america right yes it's a uh, it's right next to Brazil, so we're actually right next to the Pacific Ocean. On the Pacific side. Okay, very good. And do you, um, is there a favorite place that you like to go to the beach? Yes, there is a beautiful um, beach in North Peru called Mancora. Mancora, you just go there, you're going to fall in love. Like, you don't want to leave that place ever. Really? So is are the beach, is it like a sand beaches, shell beaches? What type of beach is it? Is it? Uh, like what do you mean? What type of beach? Well, like, you know, you know, like sometimes it's like it's like sand and it's very you know like fine, and then sometimes it's kind of shell. Yes, yeah, sand, sand. Yeah, it has to be with sand, and uh, it's very relaxing. Nothing crazy. It's uh, very low key, and people are super friendly. The food is incredible, and it's summer all year long, so you can go anytime. Ah, that's cool. So okay. summer all year long. Huh? So the water's always warm. Yes. That is pretty cool. I know sometimes, and some like I go to Costa Rica uh, pretty frequently, and wow. um, s- sometimes it's on the Pacific side that I go to. But sometimes the water is is a cooler, you know, and it's not quite warm enough to uh, really go out there and, and have a good time. But somewhere where it's always summer, I like I like what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how about rest? Talk, let's talk about an average day. So what does your day look like? What time do you get up? Do you get moving? Do you have any routines you go through? What time do you go to sleep? And how much sleep do you get? Um, definitely between six and eight. I love to sleep and my, my body needs to rest because I do a lot of physical activity. So I usually woke up between five thirty and five and five thirty. Um, uh, if there is an opportunity I definitely go for a yoga class. They always start at five thirty. Then I take my dog to the dog park every single morning. He's my son. So we spend a couple like forty five minutes at the dog park and then I come home, get ready, I start working in Senorita, get a really good breakfast, and then I get ready, prepare my lunch, and go to kickboxing. What kind of dog do you have? It is a mix. Actually, it's a rescue. I brought him with me all the way from Peru. I adopted him. Um, it was a, a dog that was going about to be on the streets because they couldn't find him a, a, a house. So it was love at first sight. It was a month and a half. And he is kind of, it's a mix, so he kind of looks like a Labrador. Gotcha, gotcha. Size dog. Cool. That's good. Both of our dogs, my wife and I, each have um, a Chihuahua. I think oh. my I think my dog is a little girl Chihuahua. But I think she's uh, I think she's full blood Chihuahua. But my wife's Chihuahua <laughs> is a little bit bigger, and so he's not full blood. But both of them were rescues from uh, you know from the pound, and that's uh, 
you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the, uh, not in any way comparing human beings to, to puppies, but, um, you know, the, the, it's amazing the love that these orphaned dogs, you know, how they just like come into your life and then they just love you. And it's like, they, um, it's like you were their parent, like you were saying, they're puppy parent, but, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing how they're so, um, there's so many they're so thankful. They're so thankful because they know, they know where they're coming from and they love they give you. It's just unconditional, mm-hmm. unconditional. And uh, there is, uh, as, as a human beings, we're like ups, ups and downs, you know, and we have a down day. We still need to take it out to the park and then you go to the dog park and just start laughing, you know. So if you were down for one second because you have to spend time with your dog, you forget about it. So it's, it's, it's a great sometimes like there's there's a quote that says who rescue who so I'm um, definitely I always ask myself that who rescue who oh that's sweet that is really really cool well that just goes to show you that you know there's a lot of um, a lot of things out there that need love there's there's humans that need love they need attention they need help uh there's there's abandoned puppies out there there's all kinds of things and you know you you can make a difference for sure and it kind of reminds me of that story that little kid you know throwing he's like throwing throwing on the beach just throwing like crazy and this old man walks up to him he's like what the heck are you doing kid and he realizes that he's throwing starfish out into the ocean and uh, because the high tide had gone had gone out, and it was low tide, and all these starfish were like going to basically die if they didn't get back in the ocean. And the the elderly man says, "You know, kid, you can't possibly make a difference. What? Why are you even doing that? You know, there's there's thousands of of starfish here, and the kid picks up one of them and throws it out in the water and says, "I made a difference for that one." Correct. And you know, I'll tell you what. I know that you're making a difference for that one, that young lady, and the next young lady, and. Uh, it'll probably be gonna kind of break that generational curse and and help really make a huge difference. So let's talk really in closing. We got maybe a minute or two about you know if people wanted to get engaged and support Senorita, how would they go about doing that? And then how do they get engaged with you? Is is are you social? Are you on the internet? You know, LinkedIn, Facebook, that kind of stuff. Yes, actually, I'm very open. Like uh, my, I, I can, I don't mind giving my personal Facebook because I really want people to get to know the real me. You know, this is real. This is not just a corporation or something fake. I really want people to get to know me, so they can definitely go to my Facebook, which is Cookie Villafuerte, and they can also go to the Senorita website, is SenoritaPeru.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook, Facebook Senorita Peru. We also have Instagram, Senorita Peru, and they can always send me an email to hello at senoritaperu.com. Perfect. And we will put links to all that stuff on our uh, Ambitious Radio page. You'll just be able to search for Cookie, and uh, we will make sure that uh, we put all that good stuff on there so that they can get involved, give back, and and really make a difference. You are on the front lines of making stuff happen, and it takes you know time, it takes talent, and it takes treasure to make those things happen. So, guys, if you're interested in in donating some treasure. You know, happy to. Uh, I'm sure she'd be happy to, to accommodate there, and and I guess go to senoritaperu.com. And uh, I really just I want to thank you for for coming on. Like I said, it's a little different show than kind of what we traditionally do, but it's very ambitious and it's very exciting. And I'm glad that that I got to meet you. No, same here, Doug. I appreciate your time. I've been uh, listening to your radio show, and it's outstanding. Uh, you taking your time and and getting to know all the, all the entrepreneurs that. Trying, like you said, try to make a little difference in the world, and uh, 
Thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Well, you are so welcome. And guys, make sure you tune in on Wednesdays to Ambitious Radio, where we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs changing the faces of their organizations and ones like Cookie that are changing the lives of people in Peru. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. So go out there and be ambitious. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.